everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stories of Us. I'm your host, Sri Pinreddy. Today I'm here with Bernard Anand. Bernard is a biochemist and is the director of the All Sciences Olympiad Foundation, a non-governmental organization focused on promoting scientific education and its application for students in Ghana. Thank you so much for being here, Bernard. Thank you, Shreya. So what inspired you to be the director of the All Sciences Olympiad Foundation? Okay, so um, first and foremost, um, I was going through an article on the internet and it read that time that, um, how do you call it, Africa contributes just, just 0.1% of the global scientific knowledge. And that was like, and there was like out of 1,000 Africans, only 79, out of a million Africans, only 79 are scientists. And I was like, whoa, that, that was crazy. So um, I was like, okay, so what can I do as a scientist? So I have to now um, think of, okay, uh, build the interest of young scientists, you know? So um, that was where it all started. It all started when I realized that, no, Africa needs a lot of scientists so that we can we can depend on our own knowledge than depending on the Western knowledge with respect to science. So that was that was what motivated me that you know, we need a lot of scientists in Africa. Right. So is there a current lack of investment in scientific knowledge and scientific education in Africa? Um, so um, I, I put an article one. Uh, on, 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 on an African, uh, the AfricanBusiness.com, and I said that um, African, the African countries don't invest much in scientific education because um, we invest less, I mean, per our GDP, we invest <laughs> very less. So um, the African Union, I think in 2006 or something, uh, if I remember, they made a kind of rule or a law that all Africans should contribute at least 1% of their GDP right. in what we call research and development, under which uh, sciences and science, uh, science education falls. And it happens that only three African countries are adhering to that, South Africa and other two African countries. Most of the uh, African countries contribute between 0.4 to 0.6 of their GDP to, um, how do you call it, to research and development. And right. that is so bad. That is so bad. So the, the investment in science education in Africa is very, very, very low. If the government invested more, um, I guess, funds in scientific education and research and development, what type of issues do you see are going to be better solved? Oh, science, science is the foundation for development of a country. It's because when you want to set up an industrialization policy, you need science, you know. And, you know, uh, Africa has got one of the fastest rising economy now. You know, and if our economy is rising now, then we need a scientific background. You get me? So if governments should invest in science, then we can have a lot of, um, how do you call it, industries due to um, the technological advancement, which, which science is the basics. 
and all that, you know, and even the globe, the pandemic now, you know, the coronavirus. I mean, in as much as we had Senegal started developing a test kit that uh, was is being used to test for the virus for at 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 a cost of just one dollar, that was great. But we've not heard of any uh, African pharmaceutical company trying to get the vaccine or the treatment for this COVID nineteen just because. Our um, how do you call it investment in science is very low, so there will be a lot of great benefits if African countries start um, how do you call it investing in science. Yeah, and as you're leading the All Sciences Olympia Foundation and you're inspiring younger people to go into this field of scientific research and development, how do you see like what is your vision for bridging that gap and motivating these young people to join um, the science community? Okay, so um, All Sciences Olympiad Foundation is a non-governmental organization based in Ghana, which is looking at um, promoting the study and application. And it's always important to me, it's not just the study, but also the application. So we promote the study and application of science among students in Ghana. I mean, we are looking at having um, other international partners but currently we're running in Ghana and our focus is making science more interesting to the young ones, you know, so that um, we have a lot of people in science. So um, the future of All Sciences Olympiad Foundation is, basi is basically having a STEM academy, which is like a STEM school with a lot of practical and application in Ghana, a very big one, and also assisting governments to look for funds to resource all scientific laboratories in the country and building a very big science lab in Ghana where interested students can go there privately to, I mean, experience all these laboratory works. Do you get me? Because um, the, study, the study in Ghana has been more theory where uh, they are just taught in the classroom without being able to apply what they've learned. So uh, our work is not just to promote the study, but also promote the application. So the future is basically, as I said, um, having a STEM academy, a full STEM, STEM school in Ghana, um, how do you call it? We could probably provide scholarships for uh, students to study and later come back, not just to study abroad, but you study abroad and you come back to use the knowledge to develop the continent, you know, and also resource all the uh, scientific laboratories of schools in Ghana. So that's the future of all sciences or UK foundation. Yeah, and I think that's really important that they are coming back because I think a lot of countries are having a brain drain where the most intelligent and most capable um, people working in these advanced fields leave the country for better job opportunities, but that leaves yeah. a lack of development in the yeah. country they came from. Yeah, but sometimes it's not their fault, you know. Sometimes it's because, yeah, it's because the country doesn't have enough resources. Do you get me? So when they when they travel out and they get to see, I mean, a lot of advanced laboratories that they work there, 
I mean, it entices them to stay because they feel like when I come to um, when I come to Africa, what am I coming to do? And you know, the most important, the other problem is um, a lot of science people in in Africa always think that if I read science, I have to be a doctor. If I read science, I have to be maybe a pharmacist. If I read science, I have to be a nurse. No, that is wrong. We are teaching people that there are a lot of scientific fields. We have a biochemist, we have a biotech engineer, we have a medical biotechnologist, we have, you know, we have a lot of research opportunities and how do you call it, positions for science people, not just being a doctor or a pharmacist. Or, Hey, that's really, that's really good that you were inspired and not only did you decide to pursue science, but you're encouraging other young people to do it as well. So. Yeah, so um, I love science since age six and I've been pursuing to do science ever since. And that is, that is why um, I ventured into reading biochemistry and now also helping young people to develop their interest in science. So science, scientific concepts are often really, really complex. And I think that's one of the reasons people are so, I guess, scared to go into that field or don't necessarily- They are not complex. They are not complex. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, how do you make them, I guess, less complex or more engaging with students? Uh, it's more like terminology, just like English language, you know? Right. They are so what you have to do is if you understand the basics, mm-hmm. you know, if you understand the basics, then you, you know that, uh, how do you call it? Uh, you know what, what it's about. It's, it's basically the basics. If you, if you have the fundamentals, you know, if, if you could know that, okay, whenever you hear hydrocarbons, mm-hmm. it's maybe um, a compound and which is made up of just hydrogen and carbon, just from the word hydrocarbon. Whenever you know that, okay, most of the time, kidneys are referred to renal. So when you hear of something renal related, then you know that, okay, they're talking about a kidney. Right. You know, when you hear of maybe, um, um, when they say um, something feral, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more like iron related. Right. It's more like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just some, it's just the terminologies you need to understand. understand. And when you know, okay, not all, but when you know, when you know that some of the diseases that end with TIS mm-hmm. are more like inflammation. So when you have hepatitis, you know that inflammation of the liver. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just terms, you know, it's mm-hmm. terminologies you need to understand. That's what I'm saying is the, is the fundamental that you need is the basics, is the basics that you need. When you, when you get the basics right, mm-hmm. you realize that it's not complex. Wow. And that is the fear they've put in their kids. Right. Absolutely. So they think, they think, hey, science is very difficult. Science is very difficult. You know, and that is why we always, try to make it more fun. Right, it's absolutely you know, that's right. why yeah, yeah, that's why we always try to make it more fun and interesting. You know, so that mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we have we have a, we have one project that we are looking at doing workshop for science teachers mm-hmm. to let them change their way of teaching the teaching. science, you know, so that it will look it will look more involving, right. it look more interesting and it will look more fun that they can have the love to pursue science. 
you know. Right. That's yeah, really. It's, it's not complex. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think even in America, when we are taught science, we are often taught in a way where we have to memorize a bunch of facts and processes rather than, like you said, learning the connections and fundamentals that go across two yeah. fields. So I think it's really important. Um, so talk to me about the experience of competing in the International Science Olympiad. So I know you select a couple of students and train them. So talk to me about that process of training and preparing. All right, so this is what happened. So 2008, personally, I competed in what we call the International Junior Science Olympiad mm -hmm. in, in South Korea. 2008, you know. Mm -hmm. So what happened was, when I started this whole project, then I realized that that competition helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can also um, give students the opportunity to also um, participate in that competition. So um, we spoke to the Ministry of Education. They accepted that, you know what, you can actually select students for these kind of competitions. So right. we do... We do a process of selection, what we call the, we do the um, national, we do the, the district selection, the regional selection, mm -hmm. the national selection, and mm -hmm. out of that, the very basics, mm -hmm. you know, are being right. selected. Yeah, and trained. We don't just select them, we select and train them. Yeah. Go for the, yeah, to go for the competition. So currently, we coordinate the International Junior Science Olympiad. Mm -hmm. We as well coordinate the International Student Congress of Biomedical Sciences. Mm -hmm. uh, we coordinate the International Chemistry Olympiad. Wow. And yeah, and we added a bit of arts, which is an economy, mm -hmm. you know, because now, you know, now the world is changing from STEM to STEM. Right. So now the world is changing from science, technology, engineering, mathematics to science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Right. So we decided to add a bit of art, which is the economy. So mm -hmm. we as well coordinate the International Economics Olympiad as well. Wow. And talk to me a little bit about the competition of the International Science Olympiad itself. Is it just like a series of tests that go more difficult? Yeah, so, so it's, I always tell people that Olympiads are basically like Olympics. Right. This time around, not sports, but it's education. <laughs> So we have students coming from all over the country. Last year, competition we had over over students from over seventy countries participating. Mm -hmm. So we have students coming all over the country, all over the world, mm -hmm. to participate. So we have students from Ghana, we have students from um, Botswana, mm -hmm. we have students from China, we have students from Canada, we have students from Ukraine. We have um, students from Indonesia, students from India, I and mean, students all over coming. So right. the competition is in three forms. We have the, the multiple choice questions. Mm -hmm. We have the theory test. Mm -hmm. And we have the protocols. Mm -hmm. I see. And let, me, let me say this thing to you. Africa has always had the problem. Like students from Africa has always had a problem with the protocol section. Yes, because um, we don't really have all these scientific equipment in, right. in, in, in the country yet. So there was a time, I think 2017, when mm -hmm. we took students to Holland for the International Junior Science Olympiad. 
some of the students couldn't pipette, you know? Right. Yeah, because they haven't even seen the pipette before. I, right. Yeah, so it was, it was, and that was when we decided to initiate our project called the Community Lab Project, mm -hmm. which um, we are looking at equipping the schools, lab, right. the schools in Ghana and laboratories, which we are always looking for support. We are looking for assistance. Right. Because, you know, these science equipments are very expensive. They're part of Of course, they're very, yeah. And they're very expensive. So, um, trying to equip them, we need a lot of money. And we run as an NGO. So, uh, right. we are looking for support. But, so, as I said, so for the Science Olympiad, we have the multiple choice questions, mm -hmm. which is 30 marks. We have the um, theory test, which is also 30 marks. Yeah. And we have the practical, which is 40. And, they are, and it's in, it's all in physics, chemistry, biology, physics, chemistry, biology, and a bit of mathematics. I see. I see. So it covers all the different scientific fields. Yeah. 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 For and, and for the competition, each competition and the age range. So... So for the International Junior Science Olympia, we have students from about 13 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, we can get students from around 12 years, but most of them are normally from, averagely, most of them are from 13 to 15 years. And with the Chemistry Olympiad, we have students from, I think, from age 16 to 18. I see. Yeah. So that makes sense. And particularly about your comment on um, I guess the lack of resources and lab equipment. I, I was so, I guess I, I'm in a very different situation than the conditions of laboratories in um, Africa, but I also compete in like this genetic engineering team called iGEM. It's basically, we are like a high school team. And so we have that similar problem where like centrifuges and other equipment costs over thousands and thousands of dollars. But um, this might be of interest to you, but basically um, there's this entire field called frugal science, which is basically trying to make very expensive equipment for less than like a couple of dollars. So for example, we were able to get microscopes for the less than the cost of a dollar or in centrifuges, the handful centrifuges for less than the cost of a dollar. So I think um, when I had the opportunity to travel to the Dominican Republic, we shared a lot of these resources with the teachers and the schools there so they can, you know, use these frugal equipment and eventually build up to having more expensive and, you know, the real laboratory equipment. So we can have that kind of partnership. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I can even show you on the camera right now. I can cut it later. So this right here, do you see? Yeah, I can see that. This is a fold scope. So this is a frugal um, microscope. Basically what you do is you put your sample in the back right here. Um, and then right here is where you look inside. And so um, basically you can collect samples from the rivers. You basically swatch them into these things and you put it into the back. And then um, like normal microscope, it has all the slides. It's just a little different. And then you can also zoom in and zoom out. So this is less than a dollar. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. I also have a... So we can get some of these things to Ghana, right? For sure. We should definitely partnership with that. And um, I also have a centrifuge, but I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. I'll, I'll show you after the call, definitely. And we can oh. definitely have this partnership. 
Yeah, and so another thing that the All Sciences Lumblia does is that you guys do these projects, um, such as the Girls in Science Essay Contest, as yeah. well as Science yeah. Fairs. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about those projects and what they are trying to aim at. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so in as much as we are promoting science education, we also look at promoting what we call the uh, equality, you know, mm -hmm. as, as part of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Mm -hmm. um, there should be some form of equity, equality. So um, we decided, we, we, we realized that, you know, even from Ghana, we realized that most of the very good science students, if we are selecting six, we are mostly getting about four boys and two girls and all that, mm -hmm. you know. And, and most of the time when they go out there, the boys' performance overshadow the girls. Right. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, so we realized that no, I mean, there should be some form of um, equality. So, um, like gender equality. So, we're working and trying to get a lot of girls into involved. Science, you know? right. Yeah, involved in science. And that's why we started what we call the girl essay competition. So I that see. we can also use that to put more girls. So, even this year, we decided to go with more girls than boys we decided to go with like four mm -hmm. four girls and two boys because just to you know quit and try to form a few and we want to see a lot of girls perform very well in science we want to get to see some of the students that are winning medals you mm -hmm. know to be girls because ever since we we started going for these competitions all the medalists Mm -hmm. You know, Ghana wins medal. You know, all the medal right. winners have been have been guys, like boys. Right. You know, boys. So we want to promote girls. In as much as we are promoting guys. science education, we are also as well promoting girls in science education. Yeah, that's really important. Is there currently still a lack of education equality between you know girls and boys in um, countries in Africa? Uh, like you talk in, in yeah, I mean it's been like that. I mean there've been inequalities mm -hmm. which, uh, with girls and boys in Ghana. You know, you know, um, culture is a factor because right. you know, you know, uh, one of the problems was early marriage, which they mm -hmm. were trying to yeah. I think now organizations are trying to um, activate, do some activism on that. You know to mm -hmm. stop early marriage. So this will happen like a girl starts school and starts like um, they see that oh no she's been of age and 16 years she has to get married. And when she gets yeah. married, you know, then her education is kind of affected. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, right. But but yeah, but the boys continue to school. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know culturally they feel like no, women are mostly supposed to be in the kitchen, taking right. care of the home and all that. So, you know, they are, they are not giving so much of education, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, now, I mean, due to civilization and all that now, I mean, okay. things are kind of changing, but we are not there yet. Right, that's absolutely right. Yes, we are not there yet. So, I mean, we need a lot of com com communication on that, you know. <laughs> and I mean... With science, is even bad. I mean, most of the girls are entering into what we call the social sciences. Mm -hmm. you know? But when it comes to like pure and natural science, mm -hmm. I mean, we have very, very less, very less um, women in that field. 
Right. So, I mean, we want to use our platform. We want to use whatever opportunity we have to kind of get a lot of girls to participate in science education. Yeah. Another thing that you're a part of is that you're the ambassador for the International Students of Congress of Biomedical Sciences. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the goal of that organization and as an ambassador, what is your work related to? Yeah, so my work as an ambassador for ISCOMS is to get a lot of students know and participate, you know. So what, what happens is that um, I go to schools, talk to students about it and sometimes students send in their abstract like some projects they've done mm -hmm. and they get to participate in the whole congress which is a very good congress it's actually the biggest biomedical congress in europe mm -hmm. so um students participate and sometimes even get opportunity to do research mm -hmm. over there but we have what we call the irf as a international research fellowship. Mm -hmm. So, um, so um, my work as an ambassador for ISCOMS is mostly to make people know of the Congress and convince them to participate. There are points. There are points we are looking at trying to get support. Mm -hmm. You know, for students that can't afford. Because, you know, you get your tickets, accommodation, and all that to participate sometimes is a problem for some of the students. So we are trying to go extra mile to um, kind of look for support for these students that can't afford all that. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we are, we are actually getting the information out. I mean, this, year, this year's own took place in 4th June. Because mm -hmm. of the whole pandemic, we went virtual. So okay. we, we actually went virtual for this year. But then hopefully next year we might be in Holland, Kroningen yeah. for the International Students Congress of Biomedical Science. Hopefully, yeah. And as a biochemist, are you still pursuing any research in that field or actually working? Or are you more focused on promoting the All Sciences Olympiad Foundation? And Well, I'm more focused on promoting the... Uh, all Science Olympia Foundation, but as with time, I put I do a couple of research. I mean, my last research that I did mm -hmm. was on lipsticks. You know, trying to find the um, trying to find the lead content of lipsticks Lips. that enters Africa, because you know um, some lipsticks, the, the lead is one of the components of lipsticks. Right, but lead is what gives the lipstick the long-lasting effect. Right, but my, yeah. So my research was, is it, is it that much that can affect human being? You know. Yeah, that's right. Because you know the you know the effect of lead. You know. Yeah, it's pretty uh, bad. Yeah, it, it can cause anemia. I mean, you know, and all that. So, uh, and it can even retard brain development and all that. So, I mean, lead is harmful. So mm -hmm. that was my last research that I did. That was mm -hmm. lipstick, uh, yeah, trying to find the lead content of yeah. lipsticks in Ghana. But most of my work now has been um, focusing on all sciences of Olympia Foundation. I see. Um, winding down on our conversation, what's next for you as a biochemist as well as the All Sciences Olympiad Foundation? What are your future aspirations? Yeah, so um, hopefully next year I pursue my master's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully next year I pursue my master's. 
um, and after that, um, or while pursuing a master's, I still work on, you know, we have an agenda at yeah. All Sciences Olympia Foundation. And our work is in the next 10 years, mm -hmm. we should have um, um, at least Africa contributing to about 2% to the global scientific knowledge. You mm -hmm. know? And also pushing uh, African countries to invest that one percent that African Union has said that they should invest in research and development. Right. So we have an agenda. So we are working on it, and we will continue to work on it till we achieve whatever. But all that we are looking for now are international support, international assistance. You know? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I wish you the best on the All Sciences Olympiad Foundation and all your goals. It's truly an amazing organization and I love the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. We're hoping for future collaboration. For sure.